It's WTMJ Now. News, opinions, Wisconsin. Everything you need to know in the Badger State and beyond. Now, here's your hosts, Sandy Max and Steve Scafidi. Good Monday morning. It is 10.09. I'm Sandy. He's Steve. And delighted to welcome to the WTMJ Now studio right now, TMJ4 weekend anchor and reporter, Ryan Jenkins, welcome. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Thank I told you, you in the hallway, I watch him every weekend, so it's a very familiar face to me. I feel like I spend every Sunday evening with you. I'm very excited to be here, spending the morning with you. We're glad you're here. I mean, lots going on. I, I, I was telling Sandy and you that your safe driving, your series, is one of the best things in local TV here. And Thank I, you. I've said it for a while because it, it's so impactful, but it recognizes what is one of the most serious challenges we have in the city of Milwaukee in our streets. And dedicating an entire year to getting to some of the roots and hopefully some resources and solutions. Absolutely. You know, at first when they said we were doing this for a year, I was like, well, how are we going to have stuff to talk about for a year? And <laughs> oh. now it's like the year is coming up and we still have things to talk about. So really, really productive year so far. What have been some of the most standout stories from this past year for Project Safe Driver? It's just the real people. I mean, the people that you meet out and about who have been impacted by reckless driving in so many different ways. I mean, it's not always... The most extreme tragedy, sometimes it is, but sometimes it's just people using their talents and their passions to to change what's happening just on their city block. And that is just as impactful to me. It's so cool to know that there are so many people in the community that care about this crisis that we are always reporting on. Can you frame this crisis? I agree with that, that terminology for our audience, because not everybody's in Milwaukee. Some people aren't even in the state of Wisconsin. What we're talking about here. I mean, I think, you know, if you are in the Milwaukee area, or really if you're in any city in the United States and you walk outside, especially major cities, you're seeing that the roads are full of reckless drivers. There are crashes. There are people who are disregarding laws, disregarding stop signs uh, that can't afford driver's ed, that don't know the rules of the road. They're not passing the rules of the road down to their families as their families evolve and grow. And so I think we are at a point where, you know, we, we kind of need a culture shift and we need to be talking about these things and really focusing on and highlighting the solutions to the deadly driving. Because every day we're losing people on the streets, uh, people are getting seriously hurt. And if you look at data year over year, it, it's getting worse and worse. And we've talked a lot about that. You can see all of the statistics at ProjectDriveSafer.com. It's something that is just out of control right now and it takes a community to get things back on track what has been learned from your conversations with law enforcement because certainly reckless driving i certainly heard you of there are some people who just don't know the rules and mm -hmm. aren't learning those rules but there are other people who are rules to the wind and are speeding like how is law enforcement been involved in what are some of those conversations through project safe driver that have been enlightening you know i think you, when we talk about project drive safer with law enforcement one of the things that we hear a lot about is that you know there are depending on the department depending on who is enforcing a certain stretch of road their their hands can be tied at times at other times maybe they don't have the resources the people to be responding to every call in about reckless driving because they're responding to other things there's so many different reasons why you can't only look at enforcement in my opinion but it's something that we do need to be paying attention to and we need to be asking these questions but throughout the throughout the year we've talked about the three e's so engineering 
enforcement and education. And you have to, you have to think about all three of those things if you want to figure out what's going on with enforcement, what's happening with education, why don't people know the rules of the road, things uh, like that. On the education piece, are we talking about driver instructor training in high schools or the private companies that do this? Are we missing something here? Uh, well, I think it's a little bit about uh, both of that. You know, when we talk about driver's ed in high schools, in the early 2000s, Wisconsin stopped reimbursing schools for driver's ed. So there's high schoolers that, you know, driver's ed isn't just something that you get to take anymore. It's not like it was 20 years ago. So we're talking about a cost of up to $450 in some cases. That's not something that every family can afford right now, especially right now. Um, and what's happening with what's happening in our community. So when you think about that, and then you also think about that, you need 30 hours of, you know, training outside of what's happening in that classroom. And, and maybe that number is not exactly correct. But there are there are challenges with getting people into driver's ed, and I think that then gets passed down into the community. That 30 hours requirement, is that the honor system? Like your parent, if that's your instructor, your teacher to drive, are they saying, yes, we had 30 hours behind the wheel with me or with someone else in my family? You know, I think it's, it's really up to whatever program you're going through to be able to log and track that time. I, I, I'm not 100% sure on that. Well, and honestly, you talk about driver's education. I had a wonderful relationship with my dad. Mm -hmm. I mean, solid and wonderful. But I still remember after the first time he took me out to teach me how to drive, both of us were in tears. And my mother's like, what is wrong? <laughs> and, and we were just, rah, 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 rah. we were not, that was not a good experience. So it's the not parents' teaching easy. is not always the best option. So if you can have driver's ed in school, that can, yeah. that jokingly, could take a lot of pressure off the parents, but also a whole lot of parents who just don't have time mm -hmm. to take their kids out and do that. And I've even talked with people down at the DMV, students who are there to take their, you know, driver's license test, and they say, "Well, my parents didn't have a license, so they're not able to teach me how to drive." Maybe they're first generation driver's ed, they're first generation students. Uh, maybe mom is working all the time, single mom. Who knows what the case is? There are so many different dynamics and situations that. Driver's ed, as we thought about it at one time, maybe doesn't fit the same way that we think about it now. So there's something that falls right into this education when you're talking about the three E's, engineering, enforcement, and education to address reckless driving. And you're kicking off a very interesting resource and yes. solution for the education leg of this. Yeah, I'm so excited to be able to talk about this. TMJ4 has partnered with the Graber, Greater Urban League of Milwaukee to uh, to launch Adopt-A-Driver, which is basically we're asking you, uh, we're asking our viewers, we're asking everyone in the community who's willing to uh, step up and help to, to help donate so that children from low-income families or who need a scholarship to get into driver's ed can go to the Greater Urban League of Milwaukee and uh, take driver's ed free of charge to them because of the scholarships that we are hoping to be able to provide through Adopt-A-Driver. This is the kind of thing that makes sense, right? we got to get down to the basics. And you mentioned Black Bike Block before. Individual drivers, in this case, if you don't teach them this stuff or you don't, in this, in this sense, adopt a driver, show them the right skills, show them what you can and can't do, I don't think we have any hope of slowing this down. Reckless driving, danger to pedestrians because of reckless driving. It, there's going to be no progress. These are at least first steps, baby steps, you might say, in the war against all of this. I think major steps to get people into a classroom in front of an instructor and to have an opportunity to teach and talk about the rules of the road in, a, in that safe space, I think, is incredibly important to changing 
what's happening out on our roads. And in addition to that, I think it's also just creating that welcoming space, providing that equitable access to driver's ed so that these kids can go in and these teenagers can go in and they can learn about the rules of the road in a place that is exciting and not stressful. TMJ4's Ryan Jenkins joining us. We're going to have you stick around because there's other questions I want to ask you about enforcement. Anything that surprised you in the course of this great series on on TMJ4? Our guest, Ryan Jenkins, will continue the conversation. Sandy and Steve on WTMJ now after this. TMJ4 is Ryan Jenkins. You can catch his work on TMJ4 over the weekend. I said, I wake up to you. I see you at night sometimes. You're, is that generally when you work on the weekends? And then uh, during the week, you're doing other stuff. Yeah. So during the week, you know, I have the privilege of filing these Project Drive Safer reports and, and getting to, you know, fill in at the anchor desk here and there. But the weekends is, that's my bread and butter. I love the weekends. So we're, we're talking about the Drive Safer project and something that TMJ4 has just absolutely led on and, and a critical issue in, in this area. And in a lot of big cities, it's not unique to Milwaukee. Devoted the past 11 months. Yeah, to some serious deep and just not just reporting the accidents that we see, but really trying yeah. to apply the resources you have at TMJ4 to dig into what you were calling the three E's. Yes. Education possibilities, engineering possibilities, enforcement possibilities. And just going beyond the crash, going beyond the crash that you see on the news in the morning and talking about why we think these things are happening, why these trends are happening and what we can do as a community to try to fix it, try to end it. On the enforcement side. We've heard, we've heard stories, I've read stories about the police are very busy. Law enforcement is just consumed by a lot of things every day. Again, there's, there's manpower, workload shortages, all that stuff, and officer shortages. And trying to figure out the right balance of officers, workload, and enforcing the laws, that's something that has impacted these reckless driving cases and vehicle seizures. They've kind of ignored that because they don't have time for it. What what piece does enforcement play in all this? Because they're really busy. I think that's a big question that we've been asking over the last 11 months. And I think about reports that have been done by people like Ben Jordan, Sean Gallagher, Steve Shamraz at TMJ4, where we are talking about repeat reckless drivers and the offenses that they commit. Um, and And we don't have a clear answer about what's going on with enforcement other than the fact that uh, – we know just from daily reporting and from our understanding of our community that the police often have their hands tied. There's only so much they can do with, with you know, limited resources. On the flip side, we are losing lives on Milwaukee streets to reckless drivers. And so there's always a question of where can enforcement be increased? And I think that's a question that all of us as a community should continue to ask uh, the police department and others. We saw recently a story about Brady Street. Some of the uh, the people in that area said maybe we should pull back some of these engineering changes. That's an interesting one because those were put in place to safeguard pedestrians, sort of meeting the challenge of reckless driving. What do you make of that? Yeah, you know, it's very interesting. I think what we're seeing in that incident is, or that instance is that there are uh, changes that are happening to neighborhoods and you can't make changes too quickly. You can't just throw in any type of traffic calming measure onto any block and expect it to work. And I'm not saying that that's necessarily what they did there, but they changed some of the design in the area. And there are people, businesses in the community who say, maybe this is not exactly what we need to be doing. We need to take a different approach. And, you know, redesigning a street and adding in uh, traffic calming measures is not a cheap decision. It's not something that can be rushed. And any engineer that I've talked to over the last year will tell you that it takes time to really figure out what's going to work. A speed bump, a stop sign, a stop light, a pedestrian crossing sign. Do we change the way the lanes are, are 
on the street. Those changes, um, you can't always make everyone happy. And so there's no one answer. There's right? no one answer. And there's no one answer. And even after you change the engineering, you still have to talk about the education and the enforcement, or it's not going to change. I covered that story on Brady Street the other day. I was out there. And while I was standing there, there were people completely disregarding the, the redesign of the street and speeding right through, even though they changed the way that the lanes are on the street. So, yeah, there's always going to be you, there's no one size fits all solution to this. So at least there are efforts that can be made to improve the education, which is why the Adopt a Driver campaign has launched. Yeah. And we were talking about driver's education that has been missing for what I would call a generation for 20 years in our public schools. And that was a great space to learn the rules of the road, as you were saying earlier, in a more comfortable environment than one-on-one with your parent who keeps telling you too late, turn left, turn left, turn left, like <laughs> and creates that incredibly stressful experience yeah. when you're trying to learn from a family member. This was a program for decades. Decades. We yeah. all went through it. It was part of our high school curriculum. It, it, it was very valuable. And Absolutely. We've, and we've certainly seen reckless driving increase within the past five years for sure. But certainly this is not an, an only cause and effect, but it is one tool to hopefully raise a new generation and prevent reckless driving in the future. Yeah, an opportunity to kind of introduce a generation to the rules of the road, right? And, and to ask for these donations to provide these scholarships to low-income families who who maybe can't afford to send their, their teenager to driver's ed on their own. This is giving an opportunity for Milwaukee to experience a safer generation on the roads. I know you guys have assembled all of your great reporting over the last year on your website. We'll let, we'll let you do that in a second and tell, us, tell folks where to find it. But are there other programs, resources where people can report some of these things, things they're seeing every day, people, you know, constant offenders that they want to say, look, you got to knock it off. Is there a number or a website they can go to? Uh, you know, you can always look up numbers on DOT's website, MPD's website, the city's website. But I think one of the things that we all have to realize is that a lot of the conversations that are happening around surrounding reckless driving are happening at common council meetings, at community events. There are places where you can go and you can connect with your elected officials and ask them and pay attention to how they respond to issues of reckless driving. There's also groups like Milwaukee Walks, the Bike Federation, Sherman Park Association. There are neighborhood groups who are really taking this issue on. Um, and I think connecting and working as neighbors, as a community, to try to solve this issue together is really the, the one way we have hope out of this. Do you think it's gotten better in the last year? I think that people are more aware and they're talking about it. I think enforcement has increased a little bit. I think, uh, I do think it has gotten better, but I don't think that that should be taken as, okay, we're done talking about this now or we're ready to move on. It's still a serious, serious crisis. All right, give us the website, TMJ4. Where yes. they can find all this. It's, it's fantastic reporting. I've seen almost every episode that you've done. Thank you. Yeah, TMJ4.com, of course. But you can also go to ProjectDriveSafer.com. If you go there right now, you'll find the QR code and the links to help uh, you know adopt a driver. Uh, this is an opportunity for us as neighbors, as a community, to step up and, and help some people in our community take these classes. You can also text the old National Bank talk and text line, text DRIVER, D-R-I-V-E-R, to 855-616-1620, and you'll get the link right back to the TMJ4 page and uh, how you can participate and donate. And it is one step closer to creating a safer generation on the roads. We wish there was one 
silver bullet, as right. they say, you know, one one solution. But prevention is very difficult to measure and to create. But this certainly seems like a step in the right direction. And again, bringing the community together. Yeah, the cost of these classes is up to four hundred fifty dollars. We're not asking for that entire amount. If the, any little bit can help, anything that you can donate to help get a teenager into this class uh, creates an opportunity for safer roads. TMJ Force Ryan Jenkins Adopt the Driver program, part of that great project that they're doing, a year-long project at TMJ4. Keep up the good work. I'll see you on the weekend. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Ab- Ryan. Absolutely.